Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. We are presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. If you have a financial question, any kind of money question, all you have to do is email us. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And if you're noodling around the website at JillOnMoney.com, you can always click the contact button. It's in the upper right-hand corner. So today we've got Molly, who's on the line from Boston. Hello, Molly. Welcome to the program. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me, Jill. Oh, happy to have you right here and now. And tell us what's on your mind. How can we help you out? Okay. So my husband and I have been renting for... Uh, five, actually, five years this week. We love where we rent, very low rent. We were showed a property that we weren't even looking at, really, to buy a home closer to where we work, but it's a complete gut job. I mean, down to the studs, you know, it's a big project. And so when we were talking about how cool this would be for us, um, it came out that we couldn't get a mortgage for this because apparently you need uh, walls to get a mortgage on a house. <laughs> <laughs> and who knew? Who, we were, knew? We, we, who knew? We were talking to the realtor, and she she pointed us towards a, a 203K construction loan. And mm-hmm. so I was just, you know, basic Google search, and I just wanted to know what you thought the pros and cons of that were. First of all, I did the same thing when Mark told me that's what your topic was. I did a basic Google search because I didn't know anything about this either. Oh, so there we go. I really, and, and I was really interested. So it's part of the FHA program for those folks who don't have big down payments. And so that's a lot of first-time home buyers, honestly. But you're right, it, this thing called a 203K is essentially for fixer-uppers. And it allows you uh, to finance a purchase and then um, a bunch of money in remodeling costs, I think 30 grand or so. And it does require a smaller down payment. It can work for sure. That's like the upside. The, the cons, as I understand it, is that there has to be a contractor, a professional contractor. So it's not like you and your husband are going to be like, you know, putting walls up. It could take a long time to close. It's not available from lots of lenders. There's lots more paperwork. But let me tell you the biggest con that I see. Mm-hmm. It can be a money pit for you. And so let's talk a little bit about what else is going on in your financial life and whether this really makes sense. Because as you said, you're sort of happy renters. So let's start with how much do you guys make? Uh, I make about 100000 a year and my husband makes uh, about 110000 Okay. Um, you're married. Do you have kids? No kids. And um, any plans to have children in the near future? I wouldn't say near future, but I would say within a five-year window. Okay. How old are you guys? I'm 27 and my husband is 29. All right. The rent, how much is it? 1800 What? I know, in Boston. It's, Come it's, on! I don't want anyone to know about it. <gasps> is there any reason why you're thinking about buying when your rent is that cheap? I think it just sort of feels like the next step of thing that we're supposed to do. We would love to own a home someday, and this just seems like an interesting way we could go about doing it. Hmm. There's no catalyst for it. No catalyst. It's not like someone's throwing you out right now. Okay. Tell me more about your financial life. So you've got these good incomes. You live in an expensive city, I understand. How much money do you guys contribute to retirement accounts? So we both max out the 19500 to our 401k. So that's great. And what about um, the total value of your 401ks right now? I think... Mine is probably about 15000 16000 We just started the max out. My mm-hmm. husband's is probably 
closer to fifty, sixty thousand. Okay. Any debt that's outstanding? I have very, very small amount of student loan debt, about I think four thousand. Ooh. I, I know. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my husband has slightly more, probably closer to sixty thousand. Mm. We both have a car loan with a about twelve thousand each on that, but no credit card debt to speak of. How's the cash flow right now? I mean, you're, you've got this low rent, but you are, you got the, the loans and you're maxing out. So do you feel okay, comfortable where you stand? We, yeah, we are incredibly good savers. I think right now for the past year, year and a half, we've been paying 1800 in rent, but saving a thousand a month for a house down payment. You know, even then I never feel like we're strapped for cash. How much money do you have in savings slash house down payment fund? Uh, there's probably about fifteen thousand in the house fund, probably about forty thousand in mutual phone funds that we have through Fidelity, and then we each have our own emergency fund that has probably you know five to ten thousand dollars in it. All each. right, great, fantastic. Um, how much is the interest on the car loan? Mine's about five percent. My husband's is much lower. I think like two point nine. Okay. And what about the outstanding student loan debt? How much is the interest on for each of you, you and your husband? Mine is about 6%. My husband just refinanced. He has, I think, like four or five different loans. Mm. None of them are higher than 4%. They're all between 3 and 4 Okay. So here's what I would do. The mutual funds. I presume you have lots of gains in those mutual funds because... They're taxable and the markets have been going up. So is that fair to say that most of the yeah. money that's in there is a gain? Mm-hmm. I really want you guys to be thinking, and, and maybe you don't have to take the gains if you don't want to. I don't want to go crazy with this. But I would really be focused on getting rid of any debt that is, let's say, more than 4%. Just get rid of it. Um, and, you know, I know car loans are not a great deal, obviously, because it's a de- it's depreciating asset. But I feel like right now, instead of buying a home, you could be essentially like just cranking on your debt, not dealing with a mortgage and have more opportunities. And then, you know, yes, it could be a good opportunity for you to gut this house and build it. But it could also drain a lot of your cash flow at a time when you're really making great progress. So I'm not like a huge fan of this purchase. I mean, who knows? Maybe you're going to have kids. You want to move to the burbs. Maybe this is not the right house for you. Like, it seems like the greatest house in the world this second. But maybe your life's going to change. So if you are saying I'm paying $4,000 a month in rent, it would be more compelling to me. It really would be. But Mm -hmm. I feel like your rent is so cheap, you can get rid of all this debt, save a ton of money, and kind of like ride it out a little bit in terms of the the house purchase. I I don't know. I'm not feeling the compulsion when you say, I guess it seems like the next thing we should be doing. I don't know. No, I agree with you. And I'm glad that I can take this back to my husband because it feels, I think, more the next thing he thinks we should be doing when I read your book and it says rent as long as possible when we have no need to own a house. Yeah. And, and like, that's a ton of energy also like going through a project like that. And, you know, you should talk to some people who've done it, which is like a, it's not great for a relationship. It's not great (laughs) for your life. It's not great for your work. It's just a lot to do. So I think for now I would be focused on paying down the higher interest debt. You can keep accumulating money in a home down payment fund. But again, I don't know. I'm sort of feeling like you got a couple of years here. Let's see what happens. It, you will be in a better position, even if this, you know, 
there's always going to be a dumpy house on the market. Now you know about this program, which is kind of interesting, but it may be that you say, well, actually, we want to have kids and we want to move to the burbs. And, and that may be something that's more appealing to you. So I think for this moment, I'm going to vote against the purchase and continue to kiss the tush of your landlord so you don't get thrown out. And we love it. And so I guess I had never thought of going into the mutual fund money to pay off some of this debt. You don't see a, a major problem with that? I don't think it's like a huge problem. Look, I don't want you to necessarily have a massive tax hit, okay? Yeah. But if for some reason you had something in the account that was like break even and whatever, yeah, why not? Because you made so much money in the market, you know, the last couple of years. Why not rebalance it and basically say, I mean, it's it's sort of a funny um, asset allocation strategy. You could say, well, normally I would rebalance. I wouldn't have 40 grand that was all in stocks, right? Mm-hmm. And you'd yeah. say, oh, I would have some money in bonds. Instead of taking the money and putting it into a bond fund, maybe you just pay off another fixed income instrument like a student loan or a car loan. And that's locking in an interest rate uh, in your case, 5% on the car loan and your student loan is 6%. I mean, like I can't get you a bond, a risk-free investment at four five or 6%. So it mm-hmm. seems to me like that's a pretty good deal if you're just going to skim some of the money off, pay the tax that's due and reallocate it. All right, then that's what we'll do. Rock on. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you so much for calling. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Take care. Okay. That's the call of the week. If you have a financial question, just give us a holler. Send an email to askjill at jillonmoney.com or go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can click the contact us button right there. Oh, by the way, while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter. It's free. Why not? We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday, and you can download the show anywhere that you get your podcasts, Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, wherever. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13, and our show is presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. See you next week. 